I've come to kind of realize if you if your movie is good and it has Mark Wahlberg as a star, like you're a good director because you're making him look good. Like there's so many movies where it's like he is so hit or miss. Yeah, he he is gonna be Mark Wahlberg, and you have to use him correctly. <laughs> Because if yeah, it'll come off as really bad, like The Happening, or you can get Boogie Nights or The Fighter or The Departed, like out of him. Well, that's like that's why like I'm so like pissed off like with Uncharted. It's just, like he was cast as Sully, and it's just like he's not Sully. He's just Mark Wahlberg in this movie, and I'm like, ugh, why? Welcome to Idiot Block, a comedic podcast critiquing, discussing, and analyzing the media industry through reviews, debates, and historical deep dives. Hello and welcome to another episode of Idiot Plot. I am not David Yanish. Uh, David is absent this week in an undisclosed location, but joining me, as always, is Justin Neitzel. Will you teach me to football? <laughs> and today, without my quote, you might not have gotten the gist, but we will be talking about sports movies, which was Justin's idea. So, Justin, why don't you take it away? Tell us what you were thinking here. Well, I was thinking since we're in the middle, yeah, the middle of NFL football season, which is going great. And, go and uh, the NBA just started up. Baseball just finished. So I was like, well, you know what? Why don't we talk about some good sports movies? Yeah, so honestly, I mean, like for me, like with, with sports movies, movies there's everybody thinks of like the traditional like inspirational ones but there's really a lot of variety here and we'll get into all of that kind of all the different not just the different sports but like kind of the different types and like what makes a sports movie great before we get to that we wanted to bring up the current bet between alex and david which is yeah <laughs> the which movie will make more money in the bo- in the box office wise dune or tenant you gotta be feeling pretty good right now you're only down about less than 10 million or so yeah i think i think i'm gonna make it i'm the official numbers right now of course the the number to beat is tenant which has 363.7 million and right now dune is at 353.8 so i'm almost there if david was here he would be sweating right now yeah it's 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 good like we said it's gonna be a photo finish and after last time we were talking i was like uh, i'm not sure you're gonna make it and then also it's like i we just checked i did not think i was gonna make it after last time i really did not think i was gonna make it i thought i was screwed <laughs> i was already looking up how i'm gonna watch the wall <laughs> but no it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a photo finish and I'm, i uh, it's gonna be really uh, is there anything coming out that could possibly derail this because even even a Marvel movie like The Eternals didn't derail you too much. Right, like that that was still like top of the box office the past two weeks, but it hasn't like knocked Dune off completely. People are still going to see Dune and there's really not a big blockbuster coming out really in the foreseeable future. I don't are there I mean the next I could possibly think of that could make money is West Side Story and that's December tenth. Yeah, because I think 
because House of Gu- House of Gucci. Well, I was excited to see it. I don't think it'll do much in theaters. Yeah, it could do okay, but it's it's not gonna be. I, I would agree, it's not gonna be like a Dune or MCU level like box office hit. It's not gonna make like four hundred, five hundred million. Maybe uh, in Kanto is that? I think that's how you, the Disney movie. Maybe just because you could take your kids to the theater. Right. But yeah, not seeing anything that really like big box office thing that'll steal from it because like you said yeah, west yeah, side story first... doesn't come till december 10th and spider-man's no way home is not till december 17th so i mean you got another maybe three weeks of so you could probably pull it off i just need 10 million more if i have to i'll start running out theaters <laughs> <laughs> just going every day like i'm here to see haven't you been here like 10 times already <laughs> real good movie <laughs> I'm I'm just it's a great movie and I'm just here so I don't have to watch the wall. Well, honestly, more I I just want to I just want someone else to have to watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua three Viva La Fiesta. That's really more what I'm going for. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> So I think I think we'll be doing a dive into Beverly Hills Chihuahua Three Viva La Fiesta in the near future. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it's gonna be close, and I it's <laughs> gonna be fun. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be that much fun last time, but now it's like got really close. It's like you're down at halftime, down 14 points, and then all of a sudden you're like slowly coming back. <laughs> 28-3 lead. <laughs> Oof. Sorry for all Falcons fans. I know that causes a lot of painful memories. It's okay. They've had it happen another like six times since then. <laughs> At least you're not Lions fans. The meme's not funny, guys. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it will never not be funny. So with that, I think, you know, the natural progression since we've we've already kind of alluded to football now is to talk about football movies, which have a, a very long tradition, I think. There have been, I mean, as far as the sports movies, I think football movies probably have in the U.S. the most number of movies. Probably. I think, well, there's there have been a lot of baseball ones that have been very successful as well. But I feel like, especially in like the 2000s, you just saw, you know, know so many football movies i put boxing up there too yeah that's a, that's another i feel like boxing has the most like high profile classic movies but i think football has like the most movies probably yeah probably because it's just like there's always i only say boxing because it's like there's always that trailer it's like the underdog boxing guy I'm like haven't i seen this movie before oh yeah yeah like you're just trying to make like what was the one there's the one with jake gyllenhaal that eminem did the soundtrack for yeah. Uh, like yeah. Southpaw. Southpaw. Like Southpaw. Right. Uh, yeah. Then there was the one with uh, Miles Teller. That I... Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, football. I think for me, one of my favorite football movies that I pretty much watch every year, but right before NFL season is um, Remember the Titans. Yeah, honestly, that's the first, like, when I think football movie, that's the first one that came to mind. <laughs> What's amazing about this movie is, like, how well it does, like, the football and uh, reading up about it it's just like the director chose certain music to be played during highlights so that people would know that they were winning because because of the um the fast-paced music or whatever 
Yeah, I think that I honestly never thought about that, but thinking about those scenes now, like the score does a good job of like indicating the tension. And like with, with football, a lot of football movies, you know, I, this one definitely nails the inspirational stuff in like a way that feels genuine. But I think also like with what's rare for football movies, there's another one I'll get to later that does this, but like it actually gets like the sport right in terms of like not every single game ends with a game winning touchdown at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> like it actually like you have like the one mud game that's like low scoring you have that when ends on the defensive play like you kind of have like oh, i remember it actually shows the sport i remember playing in a mud game when i was in high school playing is i remember like the field just streaked horribly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had one. Yeah, it was like 40 and raining and like it's just like miserable, but it's like fun in like its own way. I have a real fun story about uh, remember the Titans, though, like my first year in college, I was just walking down the hall of my dorm room with a buddy of mine. And also we walked by this room like a couple doors down and the guy was watching him and his roommate were watching the remember the Titans. We're like, hey, can we watch with you guys? Like, sure. Come on in. <laughs> and we all had like the same comment. It's like this movie is so great. Just like imagine if Disney didn't own the rights so that you could go a little darker with some of the material <laughs> because it's yeah, that- based on se- se- uh, two segregated schools coming together and having to put past their prejudice and work together to be a good football team. Yeah, I think and like I think the balance works. I think mo- like modern Disney, I feel like would not handle it as well. I feel like then like they captured the issue and it was very inspirational. But I do agree like it is a it is a true story and like some of the things that happened were even darker. So I'm like I want I do wonder what it would look like if like they focus more on that part as well. That and it's I think Denzel Washington does a great job. Just like oh, yeah. he's always stoic in front of everybody, but just like when he's not in front of his players or like other people, is like he he does a really good job showing the turmoil he's dealing with. Yeah, like it shows it shows like the different aspects to him. And this was like I mean this was like prime Denzel. This was like early 2000s like everything he was in this he was 2000 but also I, I really like the the support I've always liked the supporting actors in that one too like I mean a very young we have a very young Ryan Gosling um Ethan Supley he's the yeah he's, big guy. he's honestly my yeah I mean and Will Patton especially like I love Will Patton in this movie he will not gain another yard <laughs> um Hayden Pantier I mean it's just overall very solid be kind of B-list cast underneath Denzel yeah it's a lot of like guys who did like TV later uh, stuff like that but like yeah they all do an excellent job and then of course you had Denzel as the headliner you got Donald Faison, Wood Harris, all Ryan. Her- that, that was Ryan Hurst. I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah, because I yeah he ended up doing Sons of Anarchy for a long time, but yeah, I I did not recognize him. It's like going back and fi- finding any old movie, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what the hell is he doing in this film? Oh, and Wood Harris. That's right. Oh, yeah. This is this is a great like who did The Wire like right after this. This is a, this is a really good like TV cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I remember watching it as a kid, and like I've seen it multiple times since then. It's kind of like endlessly watchable because it kind of captures all that so well, and like it's just a really well paced movie too. And it do, it deals it deals with the issues, but it also deals with football really well too. Yeah, I think yeah. That as we said, like that that kind of what gets lost in some of the other ones is like they don't really know 
how to do the football part because I think one movie that like I'm a little more mixed on because like it does some stuff well but any given Sunday is very famous for like especially the Al Pacino speech all that stuff but like it tries to show like the darker part of it but like the actual football stuff is so exaggerated it's like it doesn't really work yeah, I've only seen parts of any given Sunday I haven't seen all of it but the, I've seen the football stuff and the football stuff is pretty good when it's not too Oh, crazy. Yeah, just, some of it just gets, like, way too far over the top. Um, let's see here. You got Varsity Blues. That's a good one. That has a very surprising cast when you look at it, too. Yeah, I also remember one I remember that was also the the 2000s that I remember enjoying was uh, We Are Marshall. It's a good one. Yeah, again, that's one that, like, the football scenes are like, eh, but, like, it's just, like, an interesting story, like, an interesting true story that happened, and it's, like, very interesting exploring that. Oh. But I think for me, like, the one that I, I don't know as far as the movies which one is better but I know the TV show for this is my favorite football piece of media and that's Friday Night Lights <laughs> yeah. clear eyes full hearts can't lose <laughs> but I, I think you know the movie gets like the football scenes really down and it's like yeah spoiler alert but like what I like is that they don't win yeah and that's very interesting and I think you know kind of like remember the Titans it captures like the feel of the school and the city but I think the show more than anything I mean is just perfect with that like the characters are all great it shows like remember the titans it shows you know the coach's life on and off the field and the players same thing but like the football scenes in the show are like consistently varied and really good mm -hmm. I, I do remember uh one scene in particular in like the final game where like the i think it's the opposing team throws the ball it, it skips on the ground and goes to the receiver's hand the ref calls it a catch i'm like oh yeah that's the classic <laughs> nfl right there <laughs> <laughs> that's the replacement refs um one that didn't come out, only came out like seven years ago that I, I remember seeing a trailer for, but I didn't watch it till uh, I caught it on TV one day. And it's called, it's the, the games, when the game stands tall, it's got uh, Alex Ludwig in it, Michael Chiklis, Laura Dern, Clancy Brown, a lot of other unknown cast members. It's about a, a high school t team that like their whole team hadn't lost. They had 151 consecutive victories and 12 state state championships. And then um, they finally lost the game, and it's basically going off of that and how these kids are dealing with, like, they had high expectations, and they finally lost, and they're like, are we not worthy to be in that group of other classes that came before us and everything? Mm -hmm. That one's a, that one does a really good job with the football, too, and um, basically the teamwork and everything. Especially there's, like, one game where they're, because in high school, typically you can play both ways. There's one game where it's, like, 100-some degrees on the field, and they're like, they have to slowly rotate their lesser uh, lesser players out on the field to be like, hey, you guys need to help us win because these guys cannot die on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, there are also some, I think, you know, because th there are just so many football. We, I talked about kind of like some that go too far into like the cheesy inspirational i mean i'm sure Di uh, disney's safety is a very hard-hitting story which came out recently <laughs> i wanted to but watch like, that but i was kind of like <laughs> i didn't know i was like mm, i think it's based on a true story ain't it i think i think so yeah that's usually where they get like ever you know invincible was all right but there are some that are just like really cheesy but i think there are some like uh i mean the blind side you know that was a big oscar movie but i think that's uh <laughs> 
Oscars. Honestly, I don't know how they decided that was an Oscar movie. The story is great, but the movie is shit. Yeah, I mean, because even uh, the the player in question, who the movie is about, has come out and said, like, yeah, this movie sucks. This movie is kind of racist. But yeah, Michael Orr. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot his name. Yeah, Michael Orr. Yeah. yeah. So it's it was a bit like an oar in a boat. Another... <laughs> it's a line from the movie. <laughs> Oh, it is. Oh, my God. See, I completely forgot that. I thought you were making the worst pun I've ever heard. But no, someone actually wrote that and put it in the script that, for an Oscar nominated movie. An Oscar winning actress said and she won an Oscar for it. Because <laughs> she, she won the Oscar that year, didn't she? Yeah, she, yeah, she won that and the Razzie on the same day for different <laughs> movies. But I think, yeah, that one just like is just like too, too much. And yeah, the football season, that one certainly aren't any good. Another one I always think of two just like there really aren't football scenes in this movie but this one could have been very good and that's draft day <sighs> such a missed opportunity this is one of the yeah. biggest days of the year for nfl fans and you fucked it up <laughs> yeah like that there are ways to make it very exciting it's just like so unrealistic like they wanted to look like this giant mastermind just pulling off 800 moves but the moves he makes are so stupid okay. and the oh, reason oh, oh, hold, on, hold, hold, hold on before you much further because right, right, right. you know i thought his draft moves were stupid too like oh i'm gonna give up three first round picks to move up to the first round spot yeah now you have the la rams giving up every draft pick they own so they can't draft ever again for players <laughs> so i mean maybe it's not as far-fetched as we once thought but oh yeah but like how he's like he moves up three three picks to go to the first pick to take a quarterback who then he decides not to take because no one went to his birthday party so he takes a defender he he could have gotten at 10 and then just like i know he moves back up again like rips somebody off yeah but it's jaguars like, yeah but it's like he really doesn't end up making that many moves and there are ways you could make it so much more interesting yeah the dude passes on like peyton manning because no one went to his birthday party the problem with this movie is the uh first act is good and the third act is good the second act is complete garbage of him dealing with his girlfriend who's pregnant now blah 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 and the quarterback who's in the building for unknown reasons yeah it's like this is the off season it's like why are you here it's like just doesn't make any sense yeah it's just it's too bloated with that side stuff or like oh him and the owner and the girlfriend and the this and that and then also i think it's one of those weird instances where you know you notice like amazing editing you don't really notice like good solid editing but you sure notice bad editing and this movie with the side screens and sides like it's so bad yeah. like how they put two seat like phone calls and they'll like stack the boxes but it's not like 24 style where it's like good and interesting it's it feels like he's like bleeding over into the other screen it's very odd and distracting well, and it's just like we spend the whole day like him discussing stuff about quarter the quarterback that they traded three picks for that they're gonna get and they're like well maybe we're not doing that anymore we're completely changing our draft board and it's like there's no way this would happen they're like they have their draft board set in stone they're all ready like sure things can happen but it's just like they're all like scrambling like oh well this changes everything it's like i mean does it you don't have three picks now so it's like yeah i think there should have been like it could have been good with like more actual like if he did all those maneuvers on the actual draft day or like something comes out about a player that nobody knew about which we've seen happen multiple times yeah i mean was it what laramie tunzel with the bong video 
It's like you could have you could have started the day like an hour before draft and then like had the entire movie take place during like the first round. Like things are going different. Like we got to change things up. Yeah, I mean, you could do it real time because then you like feel the pressure, too. I think that would also. And there's so many, so many ways they could have d- done this. And honestly, I think one of the things that killed them, too, is the NFL sponsorship. Well, that's the problem. Like the NFL is like, like you can't make us look bad. It's like, why not? That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to make you look bad. <laughs> well, then the other thing is, like, he's talking to the defensive player throughout the draft, throughout the day, too. It's like, he, would they really be talking that much? Right. It's like they get, like, a couple interviews total throughout the whole process. But, you know, they're going to be talking to other teams, too. Like, and they got workouts and stuff. Like, it doesn't really work like that. And overall, just think it's such a disappointing movie. I remember seeing it, and I was just like, well, all the good stuff's at the end, and it's not even that logical. <laughs> But I think that just like, you know, I think there are two things that can really tank like a football movie. And it's one, like not understanding anything about the sport. But you can even overcome that if it's just like the story behind it is so good that those scenes are just a supplement. Because I think like Rudy, I mean, Rudy is one that's very famous and very good. I don't know. Like, I just don't remember anything about the actual football of Rudy. Yeah, I don't really either. Yeah, I just remember it's a good movie because of the story that's behind it. Like, the football is kind of, like, secondary in a sense because it's about him. And I think if you fail on both those counts, then it's kind of like, you know, oh, you're just trying to pull at heartstrings or, you know, you're trying to just be, oh, here's a football movie. A movie that has, I'm not going to say it's great football scenes, but, like, The Express... I think is a good example where it does enough where it also has the story behind it. Yeah. I honestly have not seen that one yet. I do know like the person it's about, but I do, I have not actually seen the movie. I, mean, I remember when it came out. I would recommend it. It's one of my favorite ones to go back to and watch. For those who don't know, The Express is basically about the first um, black player to win the Heisman Trophy and how he dealt with um, a disease later in life that ultimately killed him before you could make it to the NFL. Yeah, that's got a good cast, too. Yeah, uh, Dennis Quaid, Rob Brown. It's funny now, I've seen two football movies where Chadwick Boseman's in it. <laughs> yeah, and Cla- yeah, Clancy Brown seems to be in a bunch of these, too. Clancy Brown's like the perfect, like, assistant coach kind of character. Yeah, he's like born to be a defensive coordinator. Or even like an O-lines coach. Oh, yeah. Um, here's one I thought like they did the football scenes pretty good was like the Gridiron Gang. They didn't make it look as easy as like, oh, these players are so good they could just go out there and throw the ball around and win games. Because like they pra- you just try really hard. Because they like practice for like two weeks or whatever and they've never played a game and they like get blown out and the quarterback doesn't know how to read the defense and throws like three picks it's like yeah it would happen yeah that, that's the other thing they they kind of often fail in is it's really like not about the strategy usually and that's why like i thought draft day had potential but didn't reach it because it's like they don't get into the strategy a lot of times it's like oh if you just try harder than the other team i don't think there is a football movie that really gets into like schemes and stuff and strategy yeah, so which is a really disappointment because that's such a big part of football in general yeah i think i think that would be like interesting to see and i i haven't seen them do it because it is like more about scheme than it's like <clears throat> yeah i've re- everybody wonders or like so many like general fans don't get like how is tom brady so good yeah he can't throw it he can't 360 no scope from 60 yards like mahomes oh, but he, like he can't you know, do that much this year either he, 
Oh, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it's like, and he's not, he's certainly not fast. But yeah, it's just because like he understands everything that's going on. So that's why he's so good. Yeah, he knows how to read the defense. He knows where the split. He studies film day and night. Yes, I think that's really what what doesn't get captured. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. But I do think you know, football movies certainly do better at least uh, there are more of them that do better with the on the field scenes than on the court scenes in basketball movies because I don't think I've seen a single basketball movie with good basketball scenes um, the one I thought did a pre- probably the best job they've done is Coach Carter that's fair that is a good movie just because they kind of do the whole fast paced kind of filming there it's just like you feel like you're on the floor moving up and down the court with them yeah, and you get Sam Jackson, which I mean, this was also prime Sam Jackson. Yeah, he was great in that movie. All right, he's fantastic. Of course, how can we forget the 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 greatest basketball film, Semi Pro? <laughs> <laughs> now here's where we get to where it's kind of like what makes a good sports movie. I mean, it's I mean I wouldn't call it a great movie, but it's a lot of fun. It's funny. Got uh, Will or uh, Will Ferrell playing basketball. <laughs> Will Ferrell went on a run where it's like, I'm going to make a movie, a comedy movie based on like every sport. Yeah, we had, we had NASCAR with Talladega Nights, a masterpiece, semi-pro. Uh, Blades of Glory. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I knew there was another one, Blades of Glory. But see, even though this one's kind of a joke one, but it's kind of also kind of a good one because it kind of shows like they need a market, they need a scheme, plays and everything. Yeah, it can't just be, oh, give it to the owner, player, coach, and ha- or alley-oop it to their best player. Well, they invent the alley later, but just give it to their best player. Like they have to actually like work as a team and scheme. And yeah, like I actually think they do a good job with the characters. Like Woody Harrelson's character who gets traded for a washing machine, who's like no good anymore. Like just like what he brings to the team and leadership and scheme is interesting. And coach. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it, it actually like it's very funny. Like I always remember the funny moments, but it is like sneakily kind of like an actually really good sports movie underneath that too. Mm-hmm. Just with very good comedic elements sprinkled throughout yeah. it. And there's not a lot of good uh, basketball movies. <laughs> no, yeah, most of them really are not good, especially yeah the basketball scenes because of course they all end on a buzzer beater. None of them look like they they've ever well with again with these couple exceptions like there's no plays. It's just dribble dribble shoot. Pass it to the Italians. <laughs> I think honestly of like the major sports somehow I guess well golf hasn't really produced anything other than Happy Gilmore but I feel like basketball has like of the really intense sports has produced the worst movies yeah it's looking th- I'm looking through the list and I'm like not seeing anything of like I see like re- it's like mostly comedy ones yeah I see like Rebound with Martin Short or Martin Lo- Lawrence Air Bud I know I wanted Which to is, yeah I mean the greatest player ever <laughs> there's no there's rule, no, like, say, rule saying the dog cannot play basketball. Yeah, there's really not like a because I mean we, in TV, you know, for documentary, there's you know the Last Dance, which is like incredible, but there's no like Last Dance level like scripted film for basketball. Yeah, the way for like football, you can find like multiple that are like really great movies. I know. I've wanted to see The Way Back, that Ben Affleck one. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that's supposed to. That's supposed to be. I heard. Good Very things good. about about it. Um, to be fair, the one I have never seen that's supposed to be like a legitimate like 
classic film. I've never seen Hoosiers. Neither have I. Yeah, see, so I, I feel like a failure having not seen that movie now. <laughs> but, like, that's supposed to be, like, the one basketball one that's very good. Like Mike, one and two. Space Jam, the documentary. About oh, how get some uh, Disney, orig- Disney Channel original movies, Double Teamed, and Luck of the Irish. <laughs> how can we forget the fact that High School Musical is just as much a basketball movie as it is a musical? Yeah, but do they even really, like, play like a full game it's mostly like oh shot the winning basket okay i gotta run out <laughs> yeah it's like i think there's like that quick one at the end and you, there's like you get practice. more you get more basketball in space jam than you get <laughs> um white man can't jump that's a good movie but i mean it's not really like full court it's like two on two basketball not really yeah because yeah we have uh there's also he got game but that's also not really like full games either never seen teen wolf so i can't comment on that one that's also just like at the end he i think he i've never seen i think he plays basketball as a wolf yeah and dunks i i I, about all i know about it yeah pretty much i don't know how much basketball is actually in it There's a lot of rom-com ones, too, it looks like. Well, if anyone's out there complaining that we didn't talk about certain basketball movies, like, I'm not seeing anything that's, like, really, like, ooh. Yeah, if, if, if there's something we missed, please let us know, because I would love to actually see a good basketball movie. Yeah. Going back to your golf one, there's a couple uh, golf movies that I uh, rather enjoy, like um, The Greatest Game Ever Played, the early 2005 movie with Shia LaBeouf. I enjoy that one a lot. That one was actually directed by uh, who directed that guy who's in uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah that, that I was kind of shocked when I'm like, oh, he directed this. Yeah, I've actually I, I vaguely remember when that came out. Like, this looks interesting. One of my it's I know like, for golf mostly like a reason. I think it does a very good job with the golfing and everything. Um, yeah, because I think for some reason, like, you know, the ones I think of right away for golf, as we kind of talked about, there are some comedies with basketball. The, like the two big ones I think of right away for golf are both comedies, which is Happy Gilmore and Caddyshack. Yeah, which Caddyshack is great. Did you not see it or you not like it? I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember. I I'm like, it. Yeah. It was like, all right. I, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it in like high school. Yeah, that's I, I think I brought that up once or twice yeah that like Caddyshack was just kind of uh, like I said me. I kind of remember if you didn't like it or which I, I get it I mean you kind of it's kind of a certain kind of cup of tea at times I, I can understand why you wouldn't care for it too much yeah I love all the Bill Murray stuff Bill Murray absolutely carries that movie um I've seen parts of the legend of Bagger Vance but I don't know too much about it hmm. there's a I know there's a golf movie that's not showing up when I search it can I count Goldfinger? <laughs> I mean, I w- why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly my favorite golf scene of any movie. But... Yeah, when he's like can't find his ball and yeah, he swaps it out. Ah, uh, yes, I've seen this one. It's got Gary Sinise and like nobody else I know. It's called the G- a gentleman's game. Basically, about a young boy kind of growing up and wanting to be a golfer and everything. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say it's great, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, guy got that thing where it's just like he's not as rich as everyone else's daddies or whatever at the golf club so I think we could get into some of the big movies and some uh, boxing movies. Yeah, I think in terms of like... <clears throat> now here you could find like the pristine... Like for a sport I cared nothing about, I love boxing movies. 
Yeah, I used to like enjoy some boxing like classic ones, like back in the, when ESPN Classic was a thing. So like, I have like some vague interest in it. But the movies, like you say, yeah, the movies are like not just like are they great sports movies? Like multiple of these are like some of the greatest movies ever made of any kind. And just like absolute classic films and boxing movies. And I think like part of it maybe is just like it translates so well to movie making because it's like physical. They're actually punching each other. There's fighting. But like it's a lot also easier to shoot so just in general. Yeah. And they, they've they've just been shot so many different ways. Like and the big ones like, I mean, you got to talk about Rocky. I mean, Rocky is like the underdog story. Everybody talks about gets referenced all the time. That's, you know, an absolute classic movie. One best picture. Like, well, going off of Rocky, you get Creed, which the first Creed movie has some of the best boxing scenes, one takes that you'll see in a movie. Yeah, that first fight scene, one take is absolutely incredible. That's a fantastic movie. I mean, I was like, I was like, okay, how are we going to kind of go from Rocky to Creed? Um, what's his name? Cooper. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of the director, but his just like his willingness to do like a one shot on that first fight. I'm like, you are making your film stand out, and it's great. Yeah, and it really. Does a great, yeah, it does such a great job of building. Oh, Ryan Coogler, him up not as Cooper. a character. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the way it builds him up as a character, and then yeah, you get that build up to the first fight, and then for it to be a one take executed at that level, you're just like fully invested in the film, and like it just stands out right away. And you got, um, yeah, the Rocky films have survived for so long. Like, <laughs> well, it's funny you watch kind of the progression of the Rocky films. You start out as a best picture winner, good story, and everything, and then they just slowly kind of go more crazy till you get to four and then you're like you, get to, can change. you, you can, can change, change. everybody can change you got the montage movie of that to falling off the cliff with Rocky 5 coming back somehow with Rocky Balboa and then you get a yeah, spin off with the Creed series which Creed 2 is it's a good movie I don't I don't think it's as good as Creed 1 and I'm a little worried about how Creed 3 will be considering I think Michael B. Jordan's directing it and I'm like first film directing I don't know yeah that, that can be that could be like hit or miss right there. But I think they do kind of feel like they're taking the same path of like the original Rocky movies because Creed was also like an Oscar contending movie. Like I think Sylvester Stallone was up. I can't remember if it got screenplay or if that nomination or if that was just at the Golden Globes, but like it got, you know, it got a good amount of awards buzz like the original did. Mm-hmm. I still think, I think uh, what's his name? Should have won Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he, he was excellent. I only got nominated for one Oscar and I'm guess, and that was Sly. That yeah. should have been nominated for more. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't. I must be thinking of, did it get, uh, no, I was wrong. I thought it got something at the Globes, but I was wrong. No, it's only that was also just was ask, uh, for a supporting role with Sylvester Sloan. Yeah, I think for me, like, the ultimate boxing, for me, this is just like one of the best films of all time, uh, and that's Raging Bull from Martin Scorsese. And this film, like, is kind of the, like, anti-sports movie. Like, we're talking about so many inspirational movies and this movie is about someone who's actually like a terrible person and that is what fuels his boxing career but also like basically makes him implode eventually yeah it's also unique like the way he shot it and in black and white and like they use like chocolate syrup for the blood and like to make it show up well on black and white and just like the way they film it or the way he filmed it is like very kind of surreal and interesting this is one I still gotta see but I I think I know the gist of the story pretty much which makes me Bad. I still haven't seen it yet. 
<laughs> yeah, I like can't recommend it enough. It's like it's very unique in sports movies. It's just a great film in general. It's got, you know, a lot of what you would expect from Scorsese and a lot of like great themes, like unsympathetic lead. That's very interesting. And yeah, just like seeing kind of his rise and fall all, th- all through the boxing and the boxing scenes themselves are very legendary and very interestingly shot and very, very violent. I mean, Scorsese. Um, one I enjoy is um, The Fighter, the David O. Yeah. Russell movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. That one gets overlooked a lot. Like, I, I remember seeing that around when it came out and I was very impressed with it. And it was that was also another one that was an awards movie. I think that's kind of because uh, O'Russell movies have kind of gotten overrated. Last is that like last two films <laughs> have gotten like like Oscar praise where it's just like this is just an OK movie. Yeah. And I think it was also just like the year uh, the year it came out was just like so stacked because this came out in 2010, yeah. which is I mean, that was one of the most stacked years ever. So like it, people forget that this movie was up for Best Picture and it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Roles, Actress in a Supporting Role, which those two won, um, Best Actress, Best Directing, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score or Screenplay. So I got quite a few nominations. Yeah, I th- and I think like, yeah, it really needs more recognition as a film because what always gets talked about is Christian Bale and the weight he lost and the fact that he won the Oscar. But like, there's so much more to it. In- there's yeah, there's so much that. more to his character than just him losing weight. Like his character is just great. Yeah, and Ma- Mark Wahlberg is very good in it too. I think, and I think just the story. Yeah, it's another one that's like a little bit different than your average sports movie. I've come to kind of realize if you if your movie is good and it has Mark. Wahlberg as a star like you're a good director because you're making him look good like there's so many movies where it's like he is so hit or miss yeah he he is gonna be Mark Wahlberg and you have to use him correctly Because if, yeah, it'll come off as really bad, like The Happening, or you can get Boogie Nights or The Fighter or The Departed, like, out of him. Well, that's, like, that's why, like, I'm so, like, pissed off, like, with Uncharted. It's just, like, he was cast as Sully. And it's just, like, he's not Sully. He's just Mark Wahlberg in this movie. And I'm, like, ugh, why? <laughs> yeah, that's just not, yeah, that's not putting him in a good position. Like, you know what his thing is. He's really not going to go outside of that, which is fine. Um, Here's one that I think would I wish would get a sequel but I don't think it's happening anytime soon that's um Real Steel oh yeah I, I remember hearing about that one when it came out like I, I haven't seen that one you should check it out it's actually a really good movie but I just remember watching the trailer and everyone you, your first initial thought is like really rock'em sock'em robots like giant size <laughs> and then you watch the movie and you're just like it's actually a very heartwarming story about Hugh Jackman trying to connect with his son that he's not been a part of in his life and it's just like and the boxing fights with the robots actually are a lot of fun and really cool. And because the robots can have so many different abilities and everything, it kind of adds a different dynamic to it. Like going in, I had like no expectations when I watched it. This, but I came out, I'm like, that was really good. I would love a sequel, but it's been like yeah, so long. Has it gotten? And I think they've even like some of the the director and cast have talked. Like there was an idea, but it just never happened. So, and I almost, I almost forgot about this. How could I forget about this movie? There's just so many boxing movies. <laughs> but I mean, speaking of ones that won Best Picture or were up for awards, I mean, Million Dollar Baby is legendary movie that winner of Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, and that one is just if you don't want to be sad, don't watch this movie. 
This is like one of the saddest movies ever made. Like you will see it on every list, but it's absolutely incredible and must watch movie that again, like we talked about with the other boxing ones, delivers something different. That's like, it's an inspirational story. It's an underdog story that also ends up being really sad. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's one Hillary Swank definitely earned that best actress. And yeah, it's one of the best Clint Eastwood films. I was going to say it's, I was going to say it's up there for Clint. It's like when Clint goes full out, it's like, he's one of the best. Yeah, he's really like, I feel like we think of him as an actor or just like, you know, now he puts out, he's directing so many movies that have been hit or miss lately, but he's got like a handful of like all time classic, uh, all time classics as a director. And that's one of them for sure. Here's a little spinoff from, it's not a boxing movie, but an MMA fight movie, The Warrior. This movie, this movie you have to see. This one is great. I mean, I, I, I heard people talk good things about it, but I was just like, okay, I'll check it out. And I was like blown away. Um, got a great performance by uh, Nick Nolte. Like you, he should have been nominated for something this year. Uh, Frank Grillo, one of the first things I saw him in, pretty much playing Frank Grillo. But um, Joel Ed- Egerton and Tom Hardy just also steal the show. Like Tom Hardy's like huge. Like I think yeah, this was like, like Bane, Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, like, I think he was preparing for Bane at this point. <laughs> it's like you just kind of see him throughout the movie, and you just all of a sudden you like his sh- his shoulders are so freaking broad. You're like, holy crap, dude. <laughs> see, is there any other boxing movies? Some moves like there's so many boxing movies. Southpaw I haven't seen yet, but that kind of looked generic kind of thing. Um, yeah, I know there's one. There's even like older ones that I like I haven't seen, but that have elements of boxing, like The Harder They Fall, which is the uh, Humphrey Bogart's last film in like the 50s. So, I mean, they've been doing boxing films for a long time. I know you just look boxing movies and like all these things pop up. You're like, holy crap. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen this one, but like Bronson, another Tom Hardy boxing movie. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's just like they're the easiest to make and like to translate to films or like filmmakers know how to do them better versus like the knowledge you need for other sports because it's very close to just like fight scenes in a movie. Yeah. Boxing. I mean, not to discredit boxing or anything, but it's like hit the other guy, but try not to get hit and knock him out. Right. Yeah. It's like it's simple. I mean, I I, I get it. Their strategy, but it's like not as much strategy as like for basketball or football but I could be right. wrong too so if anyone wants to bitch at me for that I will gladly accept it because I'm, like I said I'm not a huge boxing fan so but I do love boxing movies Ali with Will Smith never seen that but yeah I still I still have to see that one too I think I talked about all the boxing movies I've seen <laughs> Snake Eyes not a boxing movie but okay I <laughs> um, guess we could move on to American's Pastime with baseball movies yeah, and you know, the, like base, you know, like we talked about with, like you said, with boxing. I don't watch baseball like at all, <laughs> but there are still like multiple baseball movies I like. I mean, for me, like the obvious one, I love Moneyball. Oh like, yeah, that's a fantastic film. And like we talked about with football, this is what, like, this movie is what I wish they would make for football because it's all about like the scouting, the stats, the maneuvering. I mean, I always think of the the trade deadline scene where he's trying to negotiate with teams on the phone and like it's captivating in a way that you don't need to have like this deep understanding of baseball because it'll give it to you and it'll also just make the events interesting um, it's the, very by the numbers technically correct while it's still being very tense and entertaining we also get like um him having to cut players move stuff around 
it gives you yeah, more of the front office view of a sports rather than just a sport. Right. It's, it's just very like straightforward by the numbers, not exaggerated, like just very like logistical and by the book. Yeah. And as long as any football movie gets promoted with the NFL, I don't you're never going to get that with football. I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it with the way they operate. It'll happen. Um yeah, just the dialogue in that movie is just incredible. And yeah, that's why it was up for so many awards. And it's an excellent movie regardless of if you watch baseball. Got um, 42 with Chadwick Boseman. Mm. That one's okay. I'm not going to say it's great. But for what it is about the life story of Jackie Robinson coming up to be the first black player to play in the MLB, that was all right. Yeah. I still haven't seen this one, but Field of Dreams gets talked about a lot. Yeah, it's I've seen clip I've seen parts of it, but I've never seen all of it. Um the rookie, the Dennis Quaid, where he's an old man trying out to be uh, a player again. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, nothing spectacular, but it was a lot of fun. Um, this one, it's not great, but uh, Trouble with the Curve. It's a uh, got Clint Eastwood and A.B. Adams. Basically, it shows kind of like the scouting process of baseball, where they go around and um, scout all these players that their team's going to draft or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one. That seems interesting. It's a little corny at times, especially like the like because basically it's saying like you need to go there, watch the player. Where I think it's what's the actor's name. Uh, Matthew Lillard's Lillard's character is basically like, I look at the screen, I see the stats, he's bona fide number one pick or whatever, but then he has like trouble hitting a (laughs) curveball. And there's a lot of... For baseball, there's a lot of comedies. Yeah, like I mean, Sandlot. Obviously, I've seen a few other ones. Like the, it, it also seems to lend itself to like comedy movies. Yes, Sandlot's great. Um, Angels in the Outfield. That's that was always a good one. It's amazing that that was George, Jason, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a kid and Matthew McConaughey's in there. So it was Adrian Brody. Holy crap! I forgot about him. <laughs> then you got Major League, probably one of the best sports comedy movies. <laughs> I, I, this is why Google is sometimes not reliable when I look up best sports comedies and I, Tanya comes up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, that's one I, st- I still really want to see. I think there are like an interesting, because we talked about Blades of Glory and then there's I, Tanya. Like there are a few skating ones that are actually like, mm-hmm. quite good. Uh, Dodgeball is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Good uh, cross country one. Uh, McFarland, USA. Here's a theme going with sports movies, which you got Kevin Costner in them. Oh, yeah, especially any 90s one. Well, this is like a 2015 one, but uh, basically plays a coach that got fired from his job because he got too handsy with a football player because they got into an argument. So then he has to go down to, I forget where, but it's like all Latino high school in, in California. And then he trains all these players to run cross country and helps them um, win the state cross country contest to get into college and everything, get scholarships. Yeah, no, the one, the the one I always think about. We briefly brought it up earlier for sports comedies, but I mean, Talladega Nights is one of the best comedy for me. It's like one of my favorite comedy movies ever. Yeah, and it's just a mass. Like it, you can quote almost any line from that movie. The best movie ever made. <laughs> Dear old eight pound, four ounce little baby, infant baby Jesus. You can be Magic Man, or yeah, you can be Magic Man and I'll be El Diablo. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like a fighting chicken or something. 
Um, another racing movie that's really good. Um, one of the few times that uh, Ron Howard is not just okay, but like Rush with... Uh, I still need to see that movie. It's actually a really good movie. Like I said, for uh, it's not quite um, Apollo 13 Ron Howard, but it's like it's just like a tier below. It's got Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Bruhl. They're great. Yeah, I think there have been a lot of like quality racing movies like that. I mean, yeah, the most recent one that was up for awards was Ford v. Ferrari, which, like, I think was made in the dad, was, like, <laughs> made by a, a panel of dads, because that is, like, the quintessential dad movie. Still but still want to see still, that. Um, Days of Thunder. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. <laughs> this be considered a, a sports movie, I guess. Racing Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask. I wonder. Can we count? Can we count the first Fast and Furious? <laughs> no, that's too. That's too busy no. trying to steal VCRs or whatever. Family. But uh, speaking of like racing stripes, uh, another like horse race movie, Sea Biscuit, I think is actually a pretty good movie too. Oh yeah, I remember that. One. I think I've seen it. I don't remember if like I think I saw it when I was younger. Yeah, it's got a cast. You're like, wow, it's uh, who's all in it? Yeah, I, Jeff Bridges, Toby McGuire, Chris Cooper, Elizabeth Banks. Like that had a stacked cast too. Just up for Best Picture. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, it lost every. I mean, that was the year of Return of the King, so it didn't win anything but <laughs> <laughs> got a participation trophy yeah oh got nominated seven times huh i didn't think it was like that great but okay <laughs> Getting a lot of animated racing movies. There is that. There's every uh, elementary kid's favorite movie, Cars. <laughs> so they can sell that merch. And there's planes. And I'm waiting for my submarine movie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think, is there any other unique sports movie out there? I can't really think of any soccer movies I've seen either. Because I know there's like Invictus and a few other ones that I haven't seen. Yeah, I've never seen them. They say there's kicking and screaming. I know that. Well, that this is for hockey, but I mean everybody knows the Mighty Ducks. Well, there's uh, Miracle, which is a good movie. Um, there's Goon. I've heard good things about. I've, I want to see because I've heard such good things about it. Yeah, Mighty Ducks. Let's let the alcoholic drunk driver teach kids how to play hockey. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he's a terrible, terrible coach. I don't know why. Oh, can yeah, does see does this count as a sport? Because this list of sports movies, but does pool? count as a sport or is that more of a game well i don't know i mean don't i think they aired on espn so would that be considered a sport you do bowling but too did, does espn air sports anymore <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, some seem to consider this because okay the, then i'll say the hustler is an amazing movie that is an amazing movie with, with i mean paul newman legendary performance legendary movie uh just yeah fantastic much watch film from the the 60s about uh a really good pool player who with really bad habits uh, as far as betting and just you know his ups and downs Can we uh include poker in these movies then too <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah they are that on espn too well, i just say that because I, I think of uh, uh the la rams just tweeted out like we're all in and it shows the movie from rounders <laughs> and it's like you know how that good movie goes right he loses in the end <laughs> 
Yeah, and the, I mean, they've lost two straight since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, for including Bowling too, we got Kingpin. It's a fun movie. Um, Big Lebowski. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> There's quite a bit of bowling when you think about it in that movie. Yeah, honestly, they spent like a big chunk of the movie at the alley. See, now we're getting into the nitty gritties of like of sports movies, considering you had the big yeah, ones like NFL, like football movies and boxing. And now it's kind of like we're kind of dwindling on actual movies. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the line kind of starts to blur a little bit. So there are certainly like lots of movies that have sports scenes in them, or like ones that are like loosely, you know, is is this a sport? Well, that's the other thing is like you got these movies that have sports scenes in them, but do they actually matter? Right. Like there's a, yeah, you'll see a lot of old films because this was the big one with like a a horse racing scene, you know, like they're at the betting tracks. Hey, does you know if we if we were a few hundred. Or AKA a few thousand years ago, Gladiator would be a sports movie. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I think it's. I think you could technically could still consider let's it. Call, a, let's call it a sports movie. It's a sports movie. David's not going to be happy when he comes back and sees that we've talked about Gladiator in our sports movie podcast. But you know what? We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> it is a sports movie. They're here to entertain us. <laughs> And I am entertained. Oh, um, here's one, uh, Eddie the Eagle, because I'm starting to look down to, that's the one with Hugh Jackman and, uh, what's the kid's name? Taron Egerton. He's basically a ski jumper. That one's a good movie. See, that's all you gotta do is just look up sports biopics, and then all of a sudden you're getting them. There's, um, a tennis movie, Borg versus McEnroe. That's with Shia LaBeouf. Haven't seen it. Says it's good, though. Yeah, I think all of it kind of proves just, like, you know, there's so many varieties, not just in terms of, like, the sport but like there are so many ways that sports films are made or like there are so many different you know like we talked about the inspirational ones there are dark ones there are ones where the sport is like secondary to the character there are ones where there's only a few scenes of it there are ones where most of it is scenes of the sport like there are really a lot of different ways to do it well that's like like talking about basketball movies it's some of the movies I could probably talk about but it's like basketball like has nothing to do with this movie it's just like in there for a couple of and it's like I don't really consider that a basketball movie just it's basketball scenes in a movie right but since we're kind of winding down on movies that we can find that are good and we know of what for what kind of what makes a good sports movie for you Mm, see I think for me like it does have to have like a good chunk of it being around the sport for it to be like defined as one but I think yeah I think what makes it good is really all about like like with any film like how are the like is the central plot interesting is the central character like someone i want to follow and like does the sport contribute to that or like their arc in a meaningful way mm-hmm. i like the added bonus is you know like especially with like the ones i really care about like football it's like is there at least some stuff in there that i'm like oh you shot the sports scene really well it's interesting and like it's fairly accurate yeah, I think for like basketball and football movies, like if you shoot the actual sport action somewhat good, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt with like the rest of the movie. 
Yeah, because it, it's it's hard to do, but it's like not enough of them think of it like you're filming a giant action scene. It's like if you have that level of sp- choreography and it doesn't look like they're jogging in slow motion. Which is why like they dropped another trailer for like the Kurt Warner movie. It's just like I watch it and the action looks so bad and I'm like, wow. Yeah, with those, it, like, it looks like a commercial. It looks like they're moving in slow motion. Like they're just walking. It's like you you got to put some effort into it it's like it's like um it's like, like with like um what movie did i see in here it's the adam sandler one where he's in jail oh uh the longest uh, yard like longest yard yeah because there's two of those like some of that action like they look like they're actually killing each other and hitting each other hard it's like yeah that's kind of like what you want to see yeah um one of my one of my kind of like favorite things actually like some of my favorite movies are like when the the team that you're following or the person you're following actually loses in the end because it's like a lot of spout sports is losing at the big time right i i always enjoy that because yeah it also allows you to do something different like thematically like oh what if they don't win like what point do you get across then versus like you know the predictable like oh they're down at the end of the game but they have a chance to score i know they're gonna win oh well, look they did it well like even uh we talked like, talked about my favorite football movie and remember the titans is like like the last game of the season it's like it comes down to the last play and it's like you read up on the history it's like no they actually like blew that team out like couldn't we have just gotten that <laughs> yeah and like i know it's not there's no tension but it's like he had enough tension throughout the season whether getting is fired for just losing one game and you're like well what if he just blew out the opponent in the championship yeah now see like here I'm looking and it says we didn't talk about this movie because I don't really consider it a sports movie and that's Jerry Maguire yeah see that's when I feel like yeah it's so secondary to it because yeah it's about like an agent so like I really you know don't know it takes place around sports but I don't know if I would call it one see now if it dealt with more with like Tom Cruise trying to get new like agents or not agents but like he became agents for other people besides just Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character and we spent less time with like uh, Renee Zellweger and their romance whatever I consider more of a sports movie but it spends so much time on those two in the relationships rather than on the sport and him doing his job of trying to get new clients and everything yeah so I feel yeah I feel like that one is like you can make a case either way but it's like yeah it's hard to consider it like a full sports movie <laughs> I think as long as you have like a good uh, characters and good action, I mean, I think you could be you could be very successful at making a sports movie. Yeah, I think that's yeah, really what it comes down to. And yeah, trying to in some fashion like capture the tension of that sport, like why we watch it live, you know, why why we watch the sport, kind of capturing some of that enough to make it to assist the rest of the story. <laughs> I just I don't know if you. I wish Dave was here because I don't know if you've seen this movie, but I just was scrolling through some more sports movies but balls of fury i have actually seen that movie okay cool i know me and david have talked about how ridiculous and fun and stupid that movie is i barely remember it i want i it's one of those movies that you know that we talk about this with david all the time too like the movies that it's like was that real like did i watch that movie or did i like dream this movie or make it up and for me that's balls of fury yeah this is definitely a movie I'm like, well, where i did watch this there, this is definitely a movie where you're like was i dreaming or high or what <laughs> but yeah i think i watched that in like middle school or something yeah i vaguely remember it being absolutely absurd 
Yeah, so ba- I mean, like ba- like I said, basically for sports movies, as long as I had a good time and I'm not bored, I typically enjoy them. Yeah, you got the yeah. certain ones that are like top level, like the boxing ones that are like pristine. And for, for me as well, if I'm not rolling my eyes, that helps. Because <laughs> there are too many that I do, but if I'm not doing that and I'm engaged in it, then I think it's succeeded. Yeah, that, you never want to roll your eyes. All right, and, and with that, I think we're just about wrapped up here. We've reached the, the buzzer. Fourth quarter's over. And then no no last buzzer beaters here to throw in. Nope, we dominated the entire time. <laughs> like what actually happens at least half the time. Or some of the time. So for Justin Neitzel and David Yanish, who is not here and may or may not listen, hopefully he does so he can see how close uh, Dune is to beating Tenet. <laughs> but we are out of time for this episode, so we will see you next time on Idiot Plot. Thanks for listening to Idiot Block. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, follow us on Facebook and Letterboxd. The links are in the description.